Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' tell us? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Thank you. 
choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I heard see it's hard to choose Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright. Gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. Gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. Salama, good morning. Welcome once again to another episode. ISBHPK presents Bible Talk. Um, uh, we are. Uh, uh, members of the, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, with school locations in San, San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, and Rochester, New York. Shalom, shalom. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Bible Quad to Wab. Miss you guys. That is that dude, Mashaba. Um, I like like to bring you out to our format. Um, the ISBHPK Bible Talk. Uh, we've been around. We've been doing this the, this podcast for the past twelve years. We've been doing this podcast for the past twelve years. So uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, remember, uh, you, you can uh, uh, call somebody, tell somebody, text somebody that the show has started. Uh, area code 646-668-2568. Area code 646-668-2568. They want to call and listen, listen to the live stream. Or uh, they can listen through the web browser at www.blogtalkradio.com. That's www.blogtalkradio.com. Once you pull the page up. Go to the search box, uh, type in the word Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And uh, they'll be able to listen in live or be able to catch uh, uh, the archive show. You can also catch any of the archive shows on Apple iHeart, uh, excuse me, on Apple iTunes uh, podcast under the ISBHBK Bible Talk, under iHeart Radio Podcast, and also under Google Podcast, and also Podcast Addict. Um, just look for ISBHBK. Bible Talk, and we'll come up, and uh, they, they archive our past 300 shows, going back in chronological order, starting from the, the, the newest uh, to, the, to the oldest. So that's one way to keep up with us here through the Blog Talk radio uh, format, the podcast that we, that we do. Um, we invite you to please also check out isbhpk.com. Please check out isbhpk.com. Uh, it's a website that's been put together. Nice. Nice. That's all I can say. Nice. Where you, you get the latest pictures from the latest high holiday uh, uh, convocations, uh, where we came together and pictures were taken and, been, and been, have been uploaded. And also stay in touch with um, uh, Chosen Creations, um, Israelware. Uh, what am I missing? Um, uh, the Lily Pad. Um, uh, the the Blog Talk Radio format, and also. The latest YouTube um, um, uh, videos uh, that have been put up from ISBHBK, um, uh, The Hidden Truth. 
All right, healing truth or five minutes of wisdom. Excuse me, y'all, one second, one second, one second. All right, all right, all right, I'm back. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to jump into this class, uh, which is a continuation from, from, from yesterday. Uh, and I got a little brain fog going on, brother and sister. I do have a little bit of brain fog, so forgive me for that. Um, yesterday we, we, we were touching on um, Acts chapter 17, uh, verses 1 through 8. And we were covering verses 1 through 9, as a matter of fact. We, and we were covering... Um, uh, the accusation uh, given to Paul and Silas and also uh, the, the brother Jason uh, in the cities of and, and, and uh, let me I'll pull them up here through and, and, and Amphipolis uh, Apollonia and Thessalonica and how that the Jew, uh, many of the Jews there and the Grecians uh, that were Greek speaking Israelites um, really hadn't heard about um, uh, Jesus Christ being the Messiah Jesus, Jesus the son of uh, Joseph and Mary Actually being the Messiah Being the Christ That And Paul was was going to show him um, That he was the Messiah And, and, going, and for three, week, three, three straight Sabbaths Going between these cities And, and teaching and showing That Christ was the Sabbath and, and, and proving through the scriptures how we know that Jesus Christ was the chosen. He was the Messiah. He was the anointed. And we were breaking down yesterday the history of Israel a little bit in that um, the Israelites had been looking for a Savior. We understood from, from the prophecies going back from Deuteronomy through, through Daniel um, that a Messiah was going to come and save the Israelites. The chosen Messiah, the, and that's what the word Messiah means, uh, anointed. The anointed chosen um, savior was going to come and save Israel and and establish and establish Israel as the um I'm sorry, y'all give me one second. And establish the kingdom of Israel. Uh, and we reference uh, Acts chapter one over six. But um and how a lot of a lot of the Jews, they weren't feeling that they weren't they weren't they, they I'm sorry, they were looking for the Messiah, but for the Messiah to have but they didn't, and not understanding the scriptures. Let me let me slow down. I'm gonna talk a little bit, and not understanding the prophecies and the scriptures about the Messiah. That they thought that the Messiah was going to put down all nations and all other kingdoms, and establish the kingdom of Israel back on top of the uh, as the supreme power of the earth. Um, from the prophecies, but in not understanding the prophecies, that the Messiah was going to come and suffer first. The Messiah was going to come and suffer first, and was going to have to be um, uh, be resurrected. And that there, there was still a lot of uh, prophecies that we as Israelites still had to go through. There was still a lot of a lot of, a lot of things that the Most High pronounced against the Israelites that. At the time Christ came, when he, when he first came, it hadn't happened to us yet. Um, and when Paul and Silas and the brothers he was with was, was breaking this down and giving us understanding and showing through the scriptures that, no, the Messiah was going to come, but he had to suffer first and die first, and that we still, as Israelites, had to, had to that one jot or one tittle of the, of the law and one jot of the, or one tittle of the prophecies, they, they still had to be fulfilled. 
as far as us being exiled and um, uh, uh, pushed out of the promised land uh, in totality, not just the, the northern kingdom of Israel, but all Israelites, and that we were going to be scattered to the four corners of the earth, and that, that it was going to be forgotten who we are, and that we were going to be called by different names um, and different titles. And we, when we read Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse uh, 15 and then verse 37, it says that there's going to be certain curses and certain evils that are going to have, 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 have to happen to the Israelites. And one of the evils being that we would be called by different names, so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and Mexicans. Um, that we, that th- these type of things, uh, the slave ships, coming over on, on um, what became known as the transatlantic slave trade, that that was prophesied in Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 28, verse 68, that all these things and, and, and many other um, uh, prophecies still had to take place as far as, as us being scattered and, and the, the dysfunctional families that we were raised in and, and the, the evils and the pains that we just got to endure because God had turned his back on us. Because God was now ignoring us because of our behavior, because of our conduct, because of, of, of our um, – not adhering to his judgments, to um, his way of doing things. All right, so that's what was going over yesterday. And I'm going to touch a little bit more on that, on that again today, but I wanted to go more in, into in touching on about the judgments of God. All right, I want to touch more about the judgments of God. Now, I'm going to the um, – let me catch up with my notes here. The first reference book I, I, I want to go to first is um, – the James, the James Strong, and John McClintock's Encyclopedia. Uh, the, the Strong and McClintock uh, Encyclopedia. Um, he's dealing with, with, with a lot of biblical facts and everything. It's a encyclopedia compiling information dealing with biblical facts. And in going here, and you can look it up online too. Um, uh, it's the James Strong and John McClintock Encyclopedia. The James Strong and John McClintock. Uh, Cyclopedia. McClintock being M C C L I N T O C K. Right. The, the John, uh, uh, the James Strong and John McClintock Cyclopedia. And we're going for the judgments of God. All right. The the topic that we're dealing with right now is the judgments of God. I'm just going to read read what they have. Um, the definition that they have here. A little, little, little long. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read it, try, try and get some things established, okay? Um, this, expression, this expression is a frequent, is a frequent occurrence in the Scriptures, the judgments of God. that says that there's, it's a frequent occurrence in the Scriptures. And it's, its sense is generally determined by the, connection, uh, by the connection. When God's judgments are spoken of, the term may denote either the secret decisions of the, of the divine will. So basically there, there's three. I mean, some of the judgments of God in the scriptures, in the scriptures, there's generally three ways that that can be dealt with. All right? There's, there's three different aspects that the scriptures deal with when it comes to dealing with the judgments of God. All right? The first thing that they come up with or give us an understanding about is that when you're dealing with the judgments of God, 
we got to understand that you're dealing with the secret decisions of the divine will. That that in understanding the will of God, that that was not the will of God was not revealed to all humanity. The will of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that was not revealed to everyone. All right, that to understand God's secret decisions, it's a secret. It was between God and the and, and, and the people that he revealed it to, his will, his decisions of, of what he comes, what he determines to be right and what he determines to be wrong. This was not a universal um, uh, understanding of God's will. God's will was not revealed to everybody. And we can go back and we can see, going all the way back to the days of Adam, and we can see that Adam, Adam had many sons, sons and daughters, but that there was always a chosen seed, a chosen lineage that God was dealing with from the days of Adam. It went from Adam, then he went to um, uh, Abel, then Abel was murdered. Uh, then in Abel's uh, place, uh, Adam's son Seth was, was raised up, and that there was, there was a, a, a chosen lineage that God was dealing with. Um, and, and revealing his divine will too, all right, to where eventually we get down to Noah, uh, and then from Noah, his, Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, it went to Shem, and then we traced the lineage of Shem uh, down to uh, Abraham, and then from Abraham to Isaac, then Isaac to Jacob, all right? So in dealing with the judgment of God, one thing we need to understand is, and let me pull this up in, in my Bible, Bible office. This can help us out a little bit. Uh, everybody give me two seconds Let me, let me reorganize again but I don't want to hear a lot of dead space So
Okay, okay. I didn't want to have a lot of dead space, brother. Says, forgive me. Um, that's, that's why I put the music up. And I, I know it sounds real choppy right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be self-conscious of these type of things. Um, and I, this, is, this is sounding like – I understand how it's sounding. It's going to get better. Right? Just, just bear with me. All right? Please be, be patient. So, again, dealing with the judgment of God from, from the uh, James Strong and John McClintock Encyclopedia, um, it says the judgment of God. This expression is a frequent occurrence uh, in the scriptures, and its sense is generally determined by the connection. Right? When God's judgments are spoken of, the term may denote either the secret decisions of the divine will, right? the secret decisions of the divine will. But talk about the judgment of God. We understand that there's many different ways the scriptures talk about or reference the judgments of God. And an example that's given here is Psalm chapter 10, verse 5. Uh, in Psalm chapter 10, verse 5, it says, His ways are always, uh, his ways are always grievous. Um, thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for, for all uh, his enemies, uh, he publicated them. So it tells you that God's judgments, the point we want to get, get here from Psalm chapter 10, verse 5, is that God's judgments are above uh, above, out of sight The way God deals with things The way God dis- decides things this, How God makes his decision The way he does that is above everybody It's above everything um, And I'm just getting a text <sighs> Cool So the way God does in his divine will Dealing with the just judgments of God that it could be talking about the secret decisions of the divine will, right? Um, or the declarations of God's will revealed in the scriptures. That one, we could be dealing with the secret decisions of the divine will, or two, we could be dealing with um, the declarations of God's will that gets revealed in the scriptures. And from there, um, there we can reference Exodus chapter 21 and verse 1. We can reference the book of Exodus, chapter 21, verse 1, which says, Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. Right? It's a declaration of God's will. Right? When dealing with God's judgment, he's declaring his will. This is his judgment. Right? In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12, it reads, Wherefore, it shall come to pass, if ye hearken to, uh, to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep, shall keep unto thee the covenant and the mercy which he swore unto thy fathers. So again, dealing with the judgment of God, we're dealing with um, his declarations. And if Israel would have kept these, the, these declarations and do what God declares, then it says um, God would keep us and he would keep the covenant and um, – and the mercy which he swear unto our fathers. All right? Now we'll go to Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 13. The book of Nehemiah, chapter 9, verse 13, it says, Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai, and spakest with them from heaven, and gavest them right judgments and true laws, good statutes and commandments. They, that, and this was Nehemiah uh, praying to the Father and, and saying that, 
when God appeared to the Israelites at Mount Sinai after we came out of Egypt, that he gave us right judgments, how to judge something, how to, how to look at something, um, how to decide if something's of a divine will. Is, it, is this God's will what I'm dealing with? How to make a decision that would coincide with God's will. All right? Um, and then we have uh, Psalm chapter 119. We're not going to read all that. <laughs> they have Psalm chapter 119, uh, verses 7 through 175. Basically, the whole 119th chapter of Psalms dealing with God's judgments, okay? Or the third way the scriptures discuss to talk about God's judgments is the inflictions of punishments on the wicked. All right. So another way of dealing with the judgment of God is what punishment is to be inflicted upon the wicked. So I'm going through this, but what I'm trying to bring out, and I know it's a little bit choppy right now. I'm going through this so I can try and bring out that in dealing with God's judgment, you're not just dealing with the, the, his persecutions. You're not just dealing with his, uh, the punishments of the Most High, but that in going through the scriptures, there's three different ways that the dealing with the judgment of God should be and can be looked at, all right? Either his judgment is dealing with the secret decisions of his will, and dealing with the judgment of God is dealing with the declarations of his will. He's declaring what his will is. And then thirdly, is dealing with the punishment for the wicked, all right? Um, and for that, we go to Exodus chapter 6, verse 6. And it says, Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. Now I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out hand, which is stretched out arm, and with great judgments. That there was going to be a, the great judgments was going to be a, the, the punishments upon the Egyptians, God judging them. Okay? That's one way, uh, in the punishments that were going to be inflicted upon the wicked. Um, Exodus chapter 12, verse 12, something similar. It says, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. So God, so the Most High is now here executing punishments upon all the gods that of the Egyptians, okay? And that, this, that he was going to uh, smite or kill the firstborn of all the Egyptians um, in the final plague uh, or destruction or judgment that he was going to levy on the Egyptians in, 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 in freeing and releasing uh, the Israelites during that time under the hand of Moses. When we go to Proverbs chapter 29, 19, verse 29. Now we're going to go to the book of Proverbs chapter 19, verse 29. It says, judgments are prepared for scorners and stripes for the back of fools. But, and, it's, 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 and what this is telling us, that judgments are prepared for scorners. Somebody who's a scorner, some, uh, and a scorner is somebody who, re, who rejects, uh, rejects the knowledge of God. They scorn it. Like, I ain't dealing with that. Um, I'm, I, I don't care what God says. I'm, 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 I got my own thing. I'm doing my own thing. Uh, I don't see, I don't feel like it's bad. God might not like it, but I don't, I don't see what's wrong with it. So it says, judgments are prepared 
for scorners. You don't want to go with God's decisions? Then God's secret decisions might be are being revealed to you, and you you don't appreciate that he's revealing to you his secret will? He's declaring to you what his will are, but we will actually come back and reject it because it doesn't coincide with our own personal lust or likes or desires. Judgments are prepared for scorners. There's going to be some type of punishment. All right, there's going to be some type of punishment. And stripes for the back of fools. Stripes came from, like, basically the cat of nine tails, where if you was a fool, you got beat. You got whipped. There was consequences for your foolishness. That as opposed to doing things that coincide with God's will, people make decisions that go against God's will, and there's going to be consequences. There's, 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 there's going to be consequences and repercussions for, for getting so caught up in some, uh, a person's own emotions that they're going to go with their emotions and justify it however they want to justify it. And there's going to be some type of repercussion. There's going to be a judgment. All right? And then um, Exodus chapter Ezekiel, I'm sorry, Ezekiel chapter 25, verse 11. Ezekiel 25 and 11 says, I will execute judgments upon Moab. And they shall know that I am the Lord. So here the Lord is saying um, he's going to execute uh, punishments to, um, upon Moab, uh, that he is the Lord. So, again, just looking at the different ways the judgment of God can be looked at. It's him revealing his secret, his secret will. It's him declaring his will or, or him saying or giving a punishment to the wicked. Uh, him giving a punishment to the wicked. And then we have uh, Revelation chapter 16 and verse 7. The book of Revelation, chapter 16, verse 7, and it says, And I heard another and I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord, God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And yes, all of God's judgments are true and righteous. All right? Reading on with the definition now. Come back to the definition from the uh, James Strong's and John McClintock Encyclopedia. It says, The scriptures give us uh, many awful instances of the display of the of the of the divine justice in the punishment of nations, families, and individuals for their iniquity. Okay? From there, I want to go to the Eastern Bible Dictionary. All right? The Eastern Bible Dictionary, and pretty much the, from the Eastern Bible Dictionary, it's the same thing in dealing with the judgments of God. The secret decisions, of, number one, the secret decisions of God's will. Right? The secret decisions of God's will. And they reference uh, Psalm chapter 36 and verse 6, which says, um, Thy righteousness thy righteousness is like uh, the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. Meaning, how, how deep is the ocean? So God's decision and God's will is not going to be just made evident to everybody how he does things. Right, that that it's gonna take some work. Right, that he doesn't reveal his will to everyone. Right, or his judgment. How does God judge things? How does God look at things? That's not revealed to everybody. Right. Uh, number two. The revelations of his will. All right. And it also says now the number three, the infliction of punishment on the wicked. 
right? Um, and then I also wanted to get this right here too, brothers and sisters. Let me get this here. Let me go back to my notes. Put in my notes. Cool. I do have it. All right. The next scripture I would like to go to, brothers and sisters, um, if you follow me, and I know right now it feels choppy. I feel like it's choppy, and I'm trying to get it smooth. Um, in dealing with God's judgments, and I know that 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 I'm, I'm, I can already like 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 I know the the battle that people are putting up from what they've been taught and what they've learned and what and from what they know that this is a struggle right now. That this is, is hard to hear. That that they feel they already know what God's judgment is, and like kind, you can't tell me nothing. All right, I understand that. And I got that. Um, and again, I'm trying. I'm trying to lay this out because there is there is a point we're, we're trying to get to. All right, there's a point that we're trying to get to, and I still want to keep in mind the class that we started yesterday. All right, about the, the men that. that have are, that turned the world upside down? That the ones that are really bringing Christ's message, the message of of Christ, the Christ, the Messiah, that is going to turn a lot of people's world upside down. That that for what we have thought has been right, for what we have thought has been proper, for what we have thought and been been programmed to think is is, is correct, is morally stable. Really is not. Really, it is not. And that now, as we come back now and, we're, and we start to set things right, it's going to be tumultuous, to say the least. It, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be hard to swallow. There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be hard to comprehend because of how many uh, generations of programming and deprogramming that we're, going to have to, that, that we're going to have to wade through, that we're going to have to get through. <clears throat> Similar to Acts chapter 17, the same way a lot of the Jews, now a lot of the Jews and the Greeks, they saw what Paul and Silas was teaching, and they, they agreed with it, and they believed, and, 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 and accepted it. But then there was a lot of, of Jews, specifically using that, that title and that name from Acts chapter 17, <clears throat> that from what they was taught, even as being Israelites, for they, what they were taught even about the Messiah, that when the truth of the Messiah came out, their worlds got turned upside down. And in their pride and in their envy and in their jealousy, they weren't trying to have that messed up. Yesterday, in yesterday's class, we were dealing with Acts chapter 17, but we also came back and we referenced Dason and Korah in the wilderness. And we also came back and referenced... Um, uh, uh, Simon, during the time of the Maccabees, in Second Maccabees uh, chapter four, um, and Jason, how Jason really wanted to ha- establish the um, the high priesthood and the government to himself, and how he was in, in in league with the the Grecians at the time, and that the Grecians had set him up um, as the high priest. Um, contrary to what, what Moses set up, contrary to the laws of the Israelites, that he literally bought his way into leadership. 
the um, um, <clears throat> to est- and established a lot of lies and established something wrong. And we came back and saw how uh, the Pharisees during the time of Christ came back and did the exact same thing. That according to uh, how people look at things and how they judge, how we judge things, even in positions of of, of influence, in positions of power, positions of of, of uh, leadership. <clears throat> That we we kept using the method and the ideology of the nations, and not really going with the judgment, the decision making, or the will of God. <clears throat> and that's why I want, I'm I'm really trying to make sure we don't lose that point, right? And and all these things, I know I am bringing up. <clears throat> I want to make sure that we're, that, that we're keeping in, in line and in league um, that there's a lot of things that we've been taught wrong about Christ and there's a lot of things that, that we think are inspired by God but it's totally wrong. It's not according to the secret will or the secret decision-making of how God does things that we've been programmed to look at things a certain way, whether it's through social media, whether it's through um, uh, music, uh, whether it's through uh, movies, uh, television, uh, through religion, through the educational system that's been established, that our understanding of God, how God does things and how God looks at things has been thwarted, has been overthrown, has been defiled. And the purpose of going through this, 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 these classes and this class here today is I do want to bring to our attention and some of the things that, that, are, that are going to be revealed in this class and have been revealed, <clears throat> much further study, a much deeper cleansing of our minds, of our perspectives, of our outlooks, really does need to take place. That any example given, again, with Acts chapter 17, that the Jews of Thessalonica had a perception of how they thought the Messiah was going to be. And when Paul and Silas were teaching the truth about Jesus Christ, and that it was necessary that Christ must suffer and that he had to die, that for what the Jews had set up in, the, in, in our minds, for a lot of the non-believing Jews, let me say it like that, for a lot of the non-believing Jews, for what they had established in their own minds <clears throat> about how the Messiah was going to come, <clears throat> about what to look for in the Messiah, they couldn't. They couldn't let go of what they had impressed in their minds, and now the truth of the Scriptures and the understanding of the Scriptures, that it was, it was too much to handle. It, it, it was too much. It was hard to swallow. It was hard to accept. And that there's a lot of things about Christ that... We don't believe in him according to how the scripture says. That we still have imposed 
a lot of what this society says a Savior should look like, the conduct of what the Savior should be like, the attitude of what the Savior should be like, and we have this false sense that we sincerely think we're worshiping the true Christ. We sincerely think that we're worshiping the true God. But that's been tainted. Our perception really has been tainted. Okay? So, um, going to the Webster's 1820 Dictionary. Going to the Webster's 1820 Dictionary. There's a lot of definitions dealing with judgment. But I'm just going to go to, to – I'm going to just get, get a couple. I want to jump down to definition number five from the Webster's 1828 Dictionary in dealing with judgment. All right? Judgment is the, a determination or a decision. So if we're dealing with a, the judgment of God, we're dealing with the, the determination, and we're dealing with the decisions of God, of the Most High, of Yahweh Bahashem Yahweh Shai, of Yahweh. All right? That in dealing with judgment – that means we have to deal with God's determination, God's judgment, God's determination. We have to deal with God's decisions when we're dealing with God's judgment. Number six is the one I really was looking for in dealing with this class right now. It's not the only definition, but it's one I really want to get into. Definition number six of judgment from Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Evidence number six says this. Judgment is the opinion or notion. So if we're dealing with God's judgment, we're dealing with God's opinion. And we're also dealing with God's notion. That this is one way to deal with God. It's not the only way. But one way to look at or understand and dealing with God's judgments, it means we're dealing with God's opinions. We're dealing with God's notions, okay? Um, this, the example sentence that, they, that Webster gives says, she, in my judgment, was, a, uh, was as fair as you. Or she, in my opinion, was as fair as you. She, in my notion, was as fair as you. All right? That when we're dealing with God's judgment, it means that we're also dealing with not only his punishments, his decisions, his will, but we're dealing with his opinion. Definition number seven from uh, Webster's 1820 Dictionary for the word judgment uh, tells us this. In Scripture, the spirit of wisdom and prudence, enabling a person to discern right and wrong, Good and evil. So another way of dealing with judgment is um, uh, the spirit of wisdom and prudence enabling a person to discern right from wrong, right and wrong, good and evil. That if you're dealing with judgment, you can discern, no, this is right and this is wrong. This is good and this is evil, but according to God's opinion, according to God's notion. According to God's will, God is, it determines what is, what is uh, right 
and wrong, what is good and what is evil. All right. Hope I'm not, I haven't lost everybody. Um, so from there, let's go to Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 4. And I'm, 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 I am going to cherry pick a few scriptures uh, here and there um, to try and help get to the point that, we're, that I'm trying to get to, okay? So now let's go to Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 4. And it says, Ye shall do my judgments and keep mine ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. So again, this, this is the Lord God addressing the Israelites during that 40 years that we were in the wilderness after we, came out of, after we came out of Egypt before we came to the promised land. And God was giving us his what? His opinion, his notions, his will. And, and also he was giving us what? The punishments for going against his will. Going against God's opinion of what God says is right, wrong, what God says is good, and what God says is evil. So, here in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 4, it says, Ye shall do my judgments. We should do God's opinion. You know, like, 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 like the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That we should be doing God's opinion. We should be doing and walking in God's way. We should be doing and walking in God's uh, uh, determination. We should be making decisions based on God's will, based on God's judgment. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Not according to our will, our opinion, what we think, and what we feel. The Israelites are supposed to be doing things according to how God sees things. Remember, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 told us what? Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Have them do things the same way we do things. Do things like how I do things. Let it be made in my image, in the way I see things, the way I do things. Let me now make man to do things the way I do things, according to my will. These are the words of God. So here, God is reiterating himself to the Israelites now in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 4. You shall do my judgments. If God judges something to be wrong, then we were supposed to judge something wrong, that same thing wrong. If God judges something to be good, then we're supposed to judge something, the same thing as good. We're supposed to judge things the way God judges things. We're supposed to make our opinion the same way God's opinion is. We're supposed to choose God's way, God's opinion, God's decisions. We need to choose to look at God's way or not. And unfortunately, in this society that we, that we live in today, God's will, God's decision is not, is not first. It's not even second. 
Leviticus 18 and 4, once again, Leviticus chapter 18, verse 4, once again, it says, Ye shall do my judgments and keep mine ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. If God is, if, if God is our God, then we're supposed to judge things the same way he judges things. We're supposed to be of the same opinion of God. We're supposed to share the same will and determination as God if God is, if the Lord is our God. I'm going to judge things the way he judges things. I'm going to look at things the way he looks at things. And I'm going to choose God. I'm going to choose his way of doing things. From there, the very next verse, Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 5. Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 5. It says, Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. That we got to now live our life. How, how to bring, so I can bring this out clear. Ye shall therefore keep my statutes. And my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. God's way of looking at things is supposed to become our way of looking. It's supposed to become our life. God's way of looking at things of what God finds to be evil, what God says is right, what God says is wrong. If <coughs> in making God our God, then our life. Now becomes God's life. The way God looks at things, it's how now we're going to look at things. Let me see if I can give this example, brothers and sisters. If you look at a, a true practitioner of Buddhism, a true practitioner of Buddhism, and Buddha was a man, right? Buddha was an actual man. That, that big fat statue with the big belly, that was an actual man, okay? To be a Buddhist, you, 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 you now live your life. Your whole life becomes dedicated to being a Buddhist. The way you think, what, the way you talk, um, the way you conduct yourself the way you eat, the way you sleep, that the same way as Buddha did it, if it was burning the incense, if it was the meditation, if it was the, the, the donging the, 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 uh, uh, the, the bell or the drum or the cymbal, what, 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 what would you call that, that you, made, you make your life the life of Buddha. You, when people see you, they see Buddha. That you make all your decisions and you make your life to mirror that of Buddha. Everything about you, your whole life, is now shown to be a dedication to being a Buddhist. So you might just wear the, 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 the sandals everywhere you go. Because you dedicated yourself to Buddha, Buddha has become your God. Your decision-making, your will is based on 
the decision-making and will of what Buddha teaches. That's become your whole life. This is what the Father is, is saying was supposed to happen for us. That's what happened to the children of Israel. Then now our judgments is supposed to mirror God's judgments. The way God judges things is that we have now, we're supposed to be deciding to judge our way or, or do things the same way God does things. That is supposed to become our life. So now when they see a Hebrew Israelite, they're supposed to see everything about me, everything about a Hebrew Israelite, it's how God does things, how we dress, how we talk, how we, how, we, how we walk, how we eat, how we raise a family, how we deal with one another, how we deal with our neighbors, how we deal with everything. It's supposed to represent God, the most high, according to God's judgment, <clears throat> according to God's decision-making, according to God's will. I'm hoping that makes sense. I'm hoping that's, that that's making sense. That if God don't eat pork, and God's judgment, he, he tells us that, yeah, when he made everything, he thought it was good. But when he made the pig, he didn't make that to be consumed for human consumption. Then now, if God finds the pig to be an abomination, we're supposed to choose to make pig an abomination also. If God chose shrimp, to be an abomination as far as the dietary law goes. Yeah, we're supposed to, 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 to look at it and make the same decision. We're supposed to make it our God's opinion. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to make his opinion our opinion. We're supposed to be going according to his secret will. We're not supposed to be taking this, this, this mentality of, well, God knows my heart. God knows what I like. We're supposed to be being made and have been made in his image. Same chapter, verse 26 now. Same chapter, verse 26. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 26. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments. And shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. I mean, when you go through the whole 18th chapter, he, he, uh, the 18th chapter is, is, is dealing with fornication, fornications. Leviticus chapter 18 is dealing with fornications and inordinate sex and it's, uh, sexual relationships. Uh, but, but, uh, in a nutshell, incest. That he, he really lays out pretty pretty clearly what type of sexual relations he finds to be disgusting. And contrary to, to a lot of pornographic uh, uh, websites of today, it got nothing to do with... with uh, A step relative's sexcapades, a, a stepsister, a stepbrother, a stepmom, a stepdaughter, and all that to have sex within those confines, God calls that disgusting and wicked. 
having sex with a woman uh, on her um, uh, menstrual cycle. God calls that disgusting. That's it. This is no matter how good it might feel to somebody. God calls that disgusting, and for us not to do it. Specifically here in Leviticus chapter eighteen. Right? Specifically here in, in throughout Leviticus the eighteenth chapter. Please go back and read it. It's there for. It's an open book. Please go back and read it. All right. That we're supposed to judge things the same way God judges things. That if just how God looks at it, then it, we're supposed to choose to look at it the same way. Coming out to Leviticus chapter nineteen verse thirty-seven. Again, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm, I'm cherry-picking through some of these scriptures here and I'm reading these whole chapters here is I don't want to just get caught up into just those specific, these specific things that's being mentioned as much as the message being we're supposed to share God's opinion. And whatever it is God's opinion is dealing with, God's decisions is dealing with, God's will is dealing with, that we're supposed to make God's will God's opinion, and whatever it is that we're dealing with, we're supposed to choose to make that our own opinion also. Not, well, God says not to do it, and I, I guess when I'm around God, I won't do it, but when I'm on my own, my, my lonely, I don't see what's wrong with it. I really don't see what's wrong with it. So, yeah, that, that, you know, it is what I got to speak my truth. No, we're supposed to be judging things the same way the Father judges things, the same way the Most High in Christ judges things. We're supposed to choose to make that our same judgment. Uh, Leviticus chapter 19 now, verse 30, 37. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 37. Therefore, say so you observe all my statutes and all my judgments and do them, I am the Lord. That we're supposed to... Not do some of God's opinion. Well, you know, I get what God. I, I, when God says not to eat pork, I, you know, I can kind of see that because it's going to affect my health. And you know, I was I was I was looking into um, some uh, uh, vegan recipes anyway, or, or you know, vegetarianism. So you know, I, I can kind of get with that. But some of this other stuff, I really don't know if I'm really down for that. I don't know if I'm really you know. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, some of what the Bible's talking about I can get with, but other stuff I can't really get with. You know, I, I, I can see where he says, uh, don't eat pork, shrimp, crab, or lobster. I can get that. I can see where he says, I'm supposed to uh, chill on a Saturday. I can get with that. But a man can have more than one wife? Nah, uh, nah, I don't know if I can get with that. I don't know if I'm, I'm really feeling that right there. So a man can have more than one woman, but a woman can have, cannot have more than one man. I don't know about that one. I, I, I'm not I'm not really feeling that right there. That that's that's not really rocking my boat right there. I I, I just uh, I'm not really with that. Leviticus chapter nineteen verse thirty seven. Therefore, shall you observe all my statutes and all my judgments. And do them. I am the Lord. We're, we're supposed to, and there's a lot of people that will ignore God's judgment. That when it comes time, okay, let's get the scriptures out. 
Let's let's see what God says about it. I was saying, nah, I, uh, can't you just speak your own mind? Uh, let me hear what you think about it. Let me hear what, 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 what you got to say about it. No. Let's see what God says about it. Let's see what God says. And then you watch, you watch the the uh, uh, the road start running. Like when, when lights come on, you see the road start running. When God's word starts coming out, you see how people will, will do damn anything they can not to hear. They they will find any damn distraction they possibly can. I'm not listening to that. I'm not hearing that. I'm not with that. I don't want to hear I'm wrong. I don't want to hear I can't do it the way I see it. Well, you can you can do it the way you want to do it. How come I can't do it the way I want to do it? Why? Why are you always gonna run to the Bible? Well, because everybody's got an opinion. You got an opinion. I got an opinion. So let's run to this Bible. And get God's opinion. No, we got to talk and be friends. We can just talk. We don't need. We don't need the Bible. Then, if we don't, if we're not going to use the Bible, how can we do Leviticus chapter nineteen verse thirty-seven? Therefore, shall ye observe all my statutes. And all my judgments And do them I am the Lord Leviticus chapter 20 Verse 22 Leviticus chapter 20 Verse 22 You shall therefore keep all my statutes And all my judgments And do them That the land Whether I you to dwell therein, spew you not out. I love this scripture. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 22. Ye shall therefore keep all my statutes and all my judgments and do them, that the land where I bring you to dwell therein, spew you not out. You know, spit you out. That if you're not going to do, if we're not going to do all of God's, do, if we're not going to keep all of God's statutes and all of God's judgments, and we're not going to do them to where the land that He's bringing us to, the land we're going to be spewed out. You're going to spit. He's going to spit us out. If you have a, a, a growing up in my in my parents' house. When it gets to the point where that child isn't going to obey the rules of the house, and they've gotten to the age of 18, what's the time for? It's time for them to move. It's time for them to get out. If you're not going to do my 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 uh, if. If a child is not going to follow the, the rules, the 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 
opinions of the parents, you got to go. If you're working a job and you don't want to do the statutes or follow the opinions of, of, of what it takes to work that job, you got to go. It's time to go. This is what God is telling us. If we're not going to keep all his statutes and follow his judgments or, or, or keep his opinion in everything and do what he says and have his opinion, we got to go. And we're seeing what happened to the Israelites. We got kicked out the land. Leviticus chapter 25 verse 18 now. Leviticus chapter 25 verse 18. Wherefore, you shall do my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And you shall dwell in the land in safety. We want to be safe? It ain't hard. Therefore, ye shall... Therefore, Leviticus chapter 25, verse 18, Wherefore, ye shall do my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. We're supposed to keep God's opinion, God's notion, keep God's will and do it the way God wants it done, his way, his will, his opinion. We're supposed to do it that way so that now we might dwell safely, dwell in safety. I love scriptures like this, brothers and sisters, in all honesty. You know, in, 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 in math, you have formulas, right? And I, I don't want to make this confusing or, 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 or upsetting for anybody, but the one thing I always liked about math when I, when I was coming up uh, in grade school, middle school, what, ha- what have you, to me, math was like, was like a key once you got the formula. Once you got the formula or the key of how the thing worked, there wasn't a problem they could throw at you that it was going to open up. And to make it simple, to keep it simple, 2 plus 2 is obviously going to equal what? 4. You know, the type of problems I used to always like also was like, uh, especially going back to grade school, um, they might have a, a math equation, and they'll give you the first number. They might put a blank for the second number, but it says equals such and such. It might be something like it might be like two, and then they have the multiplier sign, the the, the multiplier, the, um, two times blank equals 10. All right. Two times five equals 10. Stuff like that, cool. That that this plus this, this with this is going to equal this. And I, I know I didn't really get into calculus and, 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 and advanced trigonometry or advanced geometry or anything like that, but just that type of concept. If I got this and I add this, it's going to equal this. If I have this, I take away this, it's going to equal this. That 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 simple way of looking at it, I used to always like. So when I use that 
type of mentality. With Leviticus chapter 25, verse 18. Wherefore, ye shall do my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. So here's our, here's our one plus one. Here's our two plus two. One, ye shall do my statutes. Two, and keep my judgments and do them. One plus one, do my statutes, keep my judgments, and do them. One plus one, what's the equal sign? And ye shall dwell in the land in safety. See how kind of simple that is? Hopefully that, 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 that I've simplified things with that. Now let's look at this for a second. If you are walking around and you don't feel safe, you don't feel protected, Mashaba, if you walk around and you don't feel protected, Mashaba, if you walk around and you don't feel safe, then let's go back to the formula. Hey, Mashaba, are you doing God's statutes and keeping God's judgments? Am I sharing the same opinion as God? All, is, all of God's opinions, all of God's statutes and judgments, then I should be feeling safe. Then I should feel safe. Because one plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. Two times five equals ten. If I'm not feeling safe, or protected, that means I'm missing something in this equation. I love, you know, I, I, the what, what they call it in, in school is having to use some deductive reasoning. Having to use some deductive reasoning. If I don't feel safe, why is it I don't feel safe? I'm not doing God's statutes and keeping God's judgments. What God says is evil, I don't really feel like that's so bad. God says not to do this, and I I guess, but I don't see why. I don't share the same opinion as God concerning certain things. Okay. Then when I'm not feeling safe, there's a reason. I I could do a spiritual diagnostic. You know, like when you drive your car and and, and the the check engine light comes on or a service light comes on, then there's something wrong, there's something going on. I love that. (laughs) Reading on. Leviticus chapter 26. How many of these do I have? Leviticus chapter 26, verse 15. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 15, it says, And if ye shall despise my statutes, or if ye shall, if your soul abhor 
my judgments. I got to pull this one up. Leviticus. Chapter 26. And verse 15. We're going to start at verse 14, y'all. Let me let this come up. Let me let, let this come up. Let me let this come up. Uh, yeah, we're in Leviticus chapter 26. We're going to start verse 14. Leviticus chapter 26. I'm going to start verse 14. <clears throat> and it says, But if ye will not hearken unto me, and will not do all these commandments. These are plain and simple statements. These, these, this, this ain't, these ain't hard. If we will not hearken, Unto God. I'm not going to listen. I'm going to let myself get distracted. I'm going to ignore. La, 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 la. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Cool. If we take that mentality with God and will not do all his commandments, what he commands, how he wants things done, verse 15, and if ye shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgments, if we despise God's statutes, what do we have for the word despise? Despise. Western, eighteen twenty-eight. To contempt, to scorn, to disdain, to have the lowest opinion of. If we have the lowest opinion. Of God's statutes. I don't feel that I should have to do what God says. I don't feel God is taking a chance. This, this, this is one that, 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 that is used a lot. I don't think that you've given me a chance to speak my mind. You know what? There's a special circumstance that you're not aware of or why this statute shouldn't happen. I shouldn't have to follow this statute. There's things that's going on in my life, things that are going on with me, that to observe or hold on to that statute, that you, you're not listening, God. You're not giving me time to explain myself of why that doesn't pertain to me. And, God, if you ain't going to listen, I ain't going to listen. God, if you're not going to respect me to let me run my mouth about why I don't feel that is right, I'm going to get attitude. And if you shall despise, Leviticus 26, 15, and you shall despise my statutes, 
And then they have abhor. Let's get abhor. It says, if you shall despise my statutes and your soul abhor my judgments, abhor, um, to hate extremely or with contempt, to loathe, detest, or abominate, to despise or neglect, Cast off or reject Leviticus chapter 26 verse 15 And if you shall despise my statutes Or if your soul abhor Despises, rejects Hates extremely My judgments God's opinion God's way of looking at things God's decisions so that you will not do all my commandments, but that you shall break my covenant. That I'm supposed to look out for you and protect you, but you can despise, hate, abhor, hate extremely God's decisions, God's opinion, how God looks at things. <laughs> But we got this notion that God's supposed to still listen to us, help us, not ignore us. Verse 16, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 16, I will, I will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror. Consumption and the burning ague that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart. And you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. You can work for nothing. You can, you can be doing a lot of things that, don't, that in God's eyes don't mean squat. Then in God's eyes... Everything that you put in your hope, your dreams, your, 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 your energy, your spirit into, is not going to mean anything to God. Why should it? That when God is giving us his opinion, God is giving us his decisions. God is giving us his way of looking at things, and we're like, no, nah, I'm not with that. And to the point where we hate it, we, we detest it, we dislike it, we despise it. And if we get this thing in our, in our minds that we're going to do things the way we feel is right, please, brothers, sisters, how the hell is that fair? How is that fair? It's not. It's not. It's not fair.
but be damned if we don't if we, we don't try and do it this way. I'm going to jump down to verse uh, 43. All right, let's jump down to verse 43. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 43. The land also shall be left of them and shall enjoy her Sabbaths. From, from verse 14, well, we're down to 43, of God just explaining that if we really despise his judgments, his statutes, his way of doing things, then now we ain't going to do it. Don't want to hear it. It gets on our nerves to do it God's way. God's got a list of things that's going to happen to people that are like that. Better scorners. Go back and read it for yourself. Go back and read for yourself where all this is going to happen. And go back and see all that has happened because we don't like to do things God's way. We detest, we abhor, we hate God's way. And unfortunately, again, this society really promotes and pushes to do things opposite of God. This society really pushes, have it your way, um, uh, uh, just do it. I'm loving it. These type of, of, of notions are really push and promote it in this society. So now when God's judgment comes, when God's opinion comes, when God's decision comes, we abhor it. Don't want to hear it. I'm not trying to be like that. No, hell no. So now we're in verse 43. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 43. The land also shall be left of them and shall enjoy her Sabbaths while she lies desolate without them. Remember, we just read earlier, he said, if we, we're supposed to do his statutes and keep his judgments so we might dwell in the land in safety. But if it gets to the point where we really abhor, hate, despise, scorn, reject, I ain't trying to hear God's opinion, God's decisions, God's way of looking at things. We're going to be kicked off the land and be damned if this didn't happen to us. And the land is going to rest. Reading on, it says, and, they shall, and then it says, and, it, and they shall accept uh, the punishment of their iniquity. He said, if we finally get kicked off the land, out of the promised land, and then I'll get to the point where now we accept the punishment of our iniquity, that it's been our opinions, that got us in this situation. It's got it's, it's been us following our opinions, what we think is right. It's been going in lieu of what God's decisions and judgments are. That this is why all this evil happens to us as a people. It says uh, so that they shall accept of the punishment of their iniquity, because even because they despised my judgments, and because their soul abhorred my statutes. God takes this very seriously. This is why we're supposed to be checking ourselves before we wreck ourselves. This is why we're supposed to be studying to show ourselves approved unto God.
This is why we're supposed to be repenting. But unfortunately, there's too many people that really think they're going to argue with God about how, how and why they see the way they see things. God's supposed to change and accept because of the way you see it, of how you feel, of of of, of the morals that we have been programmed with. They're right with God or not. There's a lot of people that think they're going to be able to run and argue and debate and negotiate with God, speak their mind with God, and now God's going to accept and finally see things their way. Man. It's scary. It's scary. Jump down to verse 46 and trying to move on. Jump down to verse 46. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 46. These are the statutes and judgments and laws which the Lord made between him and the children of Israel in Mount Sinai by the hand of Moses. All right, let me check my time, brother and sister. Let me check my time. Let me check, check my time. I got about 30 minutes. Let me take a quick, uh, just a quick little break here, brothers and sisters. Let me take a quick little uh, uh, break, which is a good thing right now. Uh, and... I'll be right back. I'm investing in penny stocks, they give me props Rapping, teaching, debating, unity While Satan trying to weaken the nation Cops in my community, kill us with every opportunity No justice or peace, the police get immunity Look, rubber bullets and riots when they gear up Asking where the love went, cause judgment is near us And kids rather pour up a foe and sip the syrup Then learn about how the black moors ruled in Europe We divided by economic material skills my people are serial victims of imperialism. I tell the truth and the food. Boy, my pen no lie. They love the Hebrew Israelites. As the N-O-I. Let's pray. I pray. Abba, get how we rise. I pray. For your grace and everything that you shall provide. I pray. Every day that you teach me how to strive to put my trust in you. Because in you is where the power lies. My people are dead and pumped with them out of hide. I pray. Every day, no excuses or alibis. I pray. That every last one of these cowards die, I pray. 
all of this in the name of Yahweh Shai. Can't feed the blessed, don't need to stress, so I fast and I rest instead. Cold sweats in the bath, trying to grasp as I sit in bed. In my dream, I had a twin. He stabbed me to death and fled. Visions of a pale horse and a dragon with seven heads. Vagabond, Babylon, being watched by the Lord. Can't even stop by the store, cause on my block it's a war. Jehovah Witnesses don't even knock at my door Cause they know they fall doctrine or get chopped by my sword Yeah, I'm with the lyrical or the spiritual murder play I see some ravenous wolves leading the herd astray My homie's mom's a tweaker, I watch him serve yay I'm numb to this game and the pain, I'm an invertebrate When the Messiah comes, sir, we gon' witness the sun purge He coming back to judge every idle and dumb word My team always moving in silence, we unheard The elite wanna converge on the elect and the one-third I pray, Abba Naba, Yahweh rise, I pray, for your grace and everything that you shall provide, I pray, every day that you teach me how to strive to put my trust in you, cause in you is where the power lies, my people are dead and pumped, will come out of hide, I pray, every day no excuses or alibis, I pray, that every last one of these cowards die, I pray, all of this in the name of Yahweh Shai. I pray you sing to the Lord a new song. Sing praise in the assembly of the righteous. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praise of God be on the mouths of the saints and a two-edged sword in their hands to execute vengeance on the demonic nation and punishment on those people. If only I could spread my wings and fly away I'd escape this place right away and be gone Vanish without a trace, this where I stay It ain't safe for kids to go out and play No matter if it's night or day You can be hit by a stray So every morning when I awake I pray for a brighter day Don't know how much more darkness my eyes can take Criminals populate the city Crime is at its highest rate Growing up, I was surrounded by a lot of hate Through the tribulations, I acknowledge that Yeah, I was great, can't wait till he sent his son To deliver us up out this place Babylon the Great, better known as the United States, the place that was built off of oppressing an entire race. But when I'm tribes awake, we about this place. Every nation under the sun, gonna be more shook than a violent quake. Let's get it right, Jake, so we can take our rightful place. The 12 gates reserved for us, our paradise awake. All right, all right, all right. Gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Everything came out smooth. <laughs> Everything's coming out smooth. All right. Whew. All right, brothers and sisters. Um, where we at right now is. I hope I I, I got everybody still with me. Um, what was that sound? All right. Uh, I do pray everybody's still with me. I'm still being heard. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. Okay. Um, 
just like the song that we just listened to from um, from uh, Deacon Sakari, I, I pray, I pray, I pray. I'm praying that that the understanding is clear of what I'm trying to bring out. Um, that in dealing with a, a, the a portion of God's judgments, that it's not necessarily just looking at the, the punishments of God's judgments. That in, in looking at God's judgments. That it's also dealing with looking at, looking at things through God's eye. It's also uh, looking through things um, and judging things the way God judges things, um, and sharing and having the same opinion as God has, and and uh, doing His will, and and seeing things in His image, and seeing things and doing things the way He wants things done. I, I hope that 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 message. Is what's coming across. Uh, that, that's 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 the point I'm I'm, I'm striving for to try and really uh, 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 p- pass on to, to to people. In that, um, and again, by no means am I trying to to negate or say that that in dealing with God's judgment, it's only dealing with God's punishment. That that is not, or in dealing with God's judgments, it's only dealing with His opinion. And it's got nothing to do with his, his, his judgment, his punishments. I want to bring more focus onto dealing with God's opinion and in dealing, and dealing with things the way God deals with things. That, that's, that, I'm, I'm, I'm really praying that that's what's coming across, all right, um, in, in this class right now. Now, yeah, we're going to do other classes, and in other classes, we will be bringing out more about God, the punishments of of, of in, in reference to the judgments of God. But here, I really wanted the focus to be on hopefully seeing through some of the scriptures and some of the definitions that we did that I was able to bring out that in dealing with God's judgments, we're dealing with his opinion. We're dealing with his decisions. That we're dealing with his way of looking at things. And that he shared that with the Israelites, like he's sharing that with us now. Okay, I hope that I, I hope that that and I, I understand that there could be some wrestling uh, taking place in the mind right now, from what we've been taught, for the traditions that we've upheld, and whatever it might might be, that to try and look at things in that concept, or to already believe that we've been doing things according to God's will, that we've been taught to believe that our will. And the way we look at things as individuals is the way God looks at it. And that's why we will say things like, God knows my heart. God knows what I want. We have been taught, coming from like a Baptist or Christian background, that uh, if there's something that you want, is that as long as you say, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, that as long as you say, and God, it would be thy will, Give me this. Give me that. And that's what we've been taught for generations. That that concept has been passed down from our parents, from our grandparents, from our great-grandparents, um, through whatever church, through whatever uh, um, mason house, uh, from whatever college, uh, that if something you want, go for it. Don't let nothing hold you back from what you want. 
Don't let nobody tell you that you can't have that if you put the hard work in it that you can't have it that it that it that it's yours. And that has been been the mantra that we have really been living by, that our parents have really been living by, that their parents have really been living by. That it's all about our will, our want, our desire. If you grew up uh, playing sports, uh, you might have heard a lot of times saying, "Who wants it?" That you got to you got to go out there and show that you want it. You got to put your you got to put your 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 nose to the grind, um, your, your shoulder to the grind, and you got to you got to go there and you got to fight for you. It, 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 if you want something, it's yours. Go get it. And then we've been taught that. When you put in the hard work for something you wanted, that when you get it, somehow say that that's what that was God's will. Now, because you put in the hard work, because you made the decision, this is something that you wanted, and you weren't going to let nobody hold you back, and that somehow that that was God's will. But in checking out God's will, God's judgment, God's opinion, and no scriptures that a person uses. To see what God's will really is, and this is one thing that 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 in Kilimanjaro and teaching and showing that we're the Hebrew Israelites. That is it God's will for you to be the entertainer. If it was God, if, knowing that it's God's will that we be made in His image, so is it God's will that you be an entertainer? Is it God's will just for you to be able to pay some bills? Whereas, again, we, we, I've gone over these classes, and I know that, that in this, these past uh, six months, I've flooded um, uh, ISBHBK Bible Talk with a lot of classes. Um, but we, we, we've gone over Deuteronomy, uh, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through, uh, 1 through 14, and, and the things that God promised to us. And it had nothing to do with credit, a credit score. And go back and look at the blessings of God. When God blesses, how does God bless? What does God bless? So coming back now, from where we're at right now, and I'm, I'm doing a lot of talking right now only because I'm trying to slow my mind down. Because I'm thinking about all the classes that, that are leading up to this point have led up to this point that we that, that I've covered for and things I know people have not gone back to study or consider or 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 even bother to listen to so i'm, I'm I've got that in my mind as well as as trying to move on with this class um when we go to, come now to Isaiah chapter 55 when we come out to the book of Isaiah chapter 55, I'm going to start at verse 6. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6. It says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. When it says, Seek the Lord, I'm, I'm, I do pray that the understanding is now. Am I seeking to do things 
the way God wants things done? Am I seeking out God's opinion and God's decisions on things that I'm trying to get done or I'm trying to do? Or am I doing it, and then after I do it, I'm sending the prayer, okay, God, it would be your will. Do we consider God's ordinances? Do we, does a person think about God's ordinances before they do something? Do they consider God's opinion and how God, what God calls right before I ask for something? Or am I just, am I, am I doing the proverbial, I'm going to throw everything at the wall and just see what sticks? I'm not going to be considerate or put the work in to study. Or, or a lot of times we, we, we take the mentality, we, we'll take the type of attitude and mentality. Uh, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. A lot of times we'll, um, we'll do things and then we'll inform God of what we're doing. Not asking or seeking if God thinks it's right or wrong. We'll do it and they say, oh, yeah, by the way, God, I'm doing this. And if be your will, let it come through. Oh, I wish, I hope, I pray, I hope, I hope, I hope this comes through. If we just did a little bit of study, we see there's a lot of things that, that we put into action that God has already condemned. There's a lot of things that we'll put in action that God already has stated. He can't stand it. And then we think by our, our, our hard work, our sweat, our tears, our own determination, that I'm supposed to get what I want. For the past couple of classes, brothers and sisters, I've, I've been going through it and showing, trying to show God will ignore us. When we go back and read Genesis, the fourth chapter, the fourth book of the Bible, Genesis chapter four, we read the, the we read about Cain and Abel. It's the fourth book of the Bible, y'all. The fourth book. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. And Adam knew his wife, as she conceived, and bare Cain. And Adam knew his wife, as she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I've got a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother, Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. Between was a till of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground and offered it to the Lord. Brothers and sisters, this is Genesis chapter 4, verse 3. The third verse, Cain is bringing offering to the Lord. 
the third verse, fourth chapter, Genesis. We see where Cain, somebody is, is, is offering an offering unto God, unto the Lord. They're bringing, they're, they're bringing an offering. They're offering something to God. Verse 4. And Abel, he also brought of the first things of his flock and of the, the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Genesis chapter 4, verse 6, verse 5. But unto Cain and his offering, he had not respect. How many times do, do, do we offer things to God and God again the respect for it? And if we take on this, the same attitude and spirit of, 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 of Cain, and, and Cain was, raw, was very raw, and his countenance fell. If things were in the four-time written for our learning, how is it a lot of us don't pick up on this? How is it a lot of us really, really think that just because we feel a certain way, that we can justify our feelings and our actions, and that's what's to make you be respected in the eyes of God? Because we respect it, and now because we get mad and get angry, then now that's supposed to make God now respect it. Why, why didn't Cain just, just, just find out what God wanted? Why didn't Cain just go ahead and bring the right offering instead of getting mad and trying to force God to accept his offering by getting mad, very raw. Genesis chapter four, and I see the time. See, see I do see the time, y'all. Genesis chapter four, and verse It says, this is from Webster's 1828 Dictionary uh, for the word wrath. It says, see, wrath, very angry, much exasperated. Cain was very wroth, and his countenance uh, fell. I was wroth with my people, Isaiah chapter 47. Um, uh, looking at the, the commentary from John Gill, it says, but to Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. Um that's what the scripture said. Now, here's, here's a, uh, the commentary. Not because of the matter of it, as some have thought, but because it was not offered in faith and sincerity, but in a, form, a formal and hypocritical manner, without any regard to the Messiah and his sacrifice, and without any view to the glory of God. No notice was taken. No uh, approbation was given, was given of it. And by the above token, or any other, so that it was manifest to Cain himself that God did not approve of it and was well pleased, or was well pleased with it, as it was his brothers. 
and Cain was very wroth with God. So the scripture says, and Cain was very wroth, the commentary, with God, to whom he offered it, because he did not accept of it, and with his, and with his brother, because he and his sacrifice were preferred to him and his. And when the scripture says, and his countenance fell, the briskness and, and cheerfulness of his countenance went off, and he looked dejected. And instead of lifting up his face towards heaven, he looked with a down look to the earth. He looked churlish, uh, morose, uh, morose, and sullen, ill-natured, full of malice and revenge. And as if he was studying uh, which way to, to vent it, he knit his brows and gnashed, and gnashed his teeth, put on a a surly continent and there and there might be seen in his face all the signs not only of grief and disappointment but of age rage and fury though some interpreted um of shame and confusion when we come back and check this out here now The Bible in basic English reads, But in Cain and his offering, he had no pleasure, and Cain was angry, and his face became sad. In the Beaver Study Bible, But he had no regard for Cain and his offering. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. I like how it says here in, in, his, in this study Bible, in the Beaver Study Bible, But he, talking about God, had no regard for Cain and his offering. God ignored it. So a lot of times we you, we can we won't study. We won't do God's judgments. We won't hear or accept God's judgments or God's decisions. And if we want to bring offerings and we want to put work into what we feel is right and proper and good and moral and correct, and God don't hear it. And God don't respect it. And God doesn't regard it. And the first thing we want to do is get sad, depressed, and angry. Because we didn't take the time to make sure we was bringing the right thing, doing the right thing. Taking on this attitude like because I brought something, you're supposed to be happy with it. I'm going to finish with Isaiah chapter 55, verse uh, 6, 6 down. All right? Going back to Isaiah chapter uh, 55, verse 6 down. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do that yet. I can't do that yet. Let me finish up with Genesis. I don't want to jump too much. Verse 6. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wrath? And why is thy countenance fallen? Verse 7. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, 
sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire. And thou shalt rule over him. The Bible in basic English. If you do well, will you, uh, from Genesis chapter 4, verse 3, if you do well, will you not have honor? And if you do wrong, sin is waiting at the door, desiring to have you, but do not let, uh, let it be your master. The Bereans Study Bible. If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you refuse to do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires you, but you, uh, but you must master it. <laughs> Getting back, getting back, getting back. The question I had asked him is, we've got this, this Bible in front of us. We really don't consider how much we don't desire God's ways. So coming back here now with Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6 through 9. And I'm probably going to start my next class uh, on Monday. I'll start my next class on Monday um, with the Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6 through 9. But I'm going to finish this class up with this now. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. We got to seek to do things right in his eyes. We had to seek his opinion. We had to seek his judgments. We had to seek his decisions that he's already wrote, wrote down and put in, in a nice little package in his book called the Bible. Verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him re, uh, return unto the Lord and he, he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. But before we can get to the mercy, God's mercy, before we get to that, uh, the, the abundant pardon, uh, uh, him pardoning, giving to that pardon, I got to forsake my way. I have to forsake my thoughts. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Brothers and sisters, um, A lot of times we want to assign 
the way we're thinking to the way God's thinking, only because it's the way we feel, only because of the way we've, we've been programmed, only because we're following what's been passed down for generations and generations. And we don't consider that we're doing evil. We don't consider that we're doing wicked. We don't consider that our perception of things is throwed. We don't understand or haven't been taught that what we think is good and right and fair, when we actually come back and read and study, what we think is good, right, and fair is actually bad, evil, and, and unjust in the eyes of the Father. So with that, brothers and sisters, I do want to thank everybody who might have listened, uh, joined in, called in, listened in, or might be catching us again on the um, uh, Apple iTunes uh, um, uh, podcast, on iHeartRadio podcast, on Google, Google podcast, or Podcast Addict. Or if you might have gone to www.blogtalkradio.com and maybe check out one of the um, uh, archive shows. Well, thank you for tuning in and, and listening. Uh, uh, please uh, check out ISBHPK, ISBHPK uh, YouTube channels, um, San Antonio, Houston, uh, Norfolk, or uh, Rochester. Uh, IUIC has got some great classes. Um, he has some great classroom teaching. And you can really kind of get absorbed and, and, and catch the scriptures and, and, and the reference books that they have. And please also uh, check out uh, Bonabod's uh, Bible Breakdowns uh, tomorrow night, starting at 7 p.m. Um, uh, San Antonio time. It would be 6 p.m. Uh, Albuquerque time, 5 p.m. Uh, California time. And then that would be 8 p.m. on the East Coast. All right. So with that, brothers and sisters, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. My name is Mashaba. I'm going to say shalom. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 